before Sylvia reads the scripture this morning, I'd like to simply say a couple of words about this text. It is one thing to believe, and yet it's quite something else to act on our beliefs. And for a myriad of personal reasons, we miss opportunities day after day to help others on their faith journey with their basic spiritual needs. It takes a commitment and a focus to fulfill the task of ministry. And Jesus in this text is preparing to send his disciples to Jerusalem to do ministry with these words. Let's listen to what he has to say. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me if you would. Dear God, may some word that I say this morning be heard as your word, because we've come to hear your word that we might carry the faith into a waiting world in your name and for your sake alone. Amen. Story is told of a preacher who is standing in the receiving line following morning worship. Everybody was telling him what a great sermon he'd given. He's feeling pretty good about himself. And then this guy comes up to him and grabs him by the arm and he said, Preacher, that's the worst sermon I've ever heard. Well, the pastor was surprised and didn't know what to say and what could he say. So he just kept shaking hands, of course. A little bit later, this guy comes back. The same guy. He comes back and he says to the preacher... Preacher, that sermon had nothing whatsoever to do with that text that you read this morning. Again, the minister is just stunned. Okay, goes to the territory. It happens. Still later, this guy comes back third time. And he's going, oh dear God, what is he going to say now? He says, preacher... Of all your sermons, this was the most boring of them all. (laughs) At that point, a member of the staff parish committee had overheard most of this and came up and whispered in the minister's ear. He said, don't mind him, Pastor. He's just a little crazy. He just repeats what everybody else is saying.
It is what it is. In our text for the morning, Jesus is commissioning these disciples. He's getting them ready to go to Jerusalem and to preach and to heal. And Jesus is saying to them that whoever receives them receives Jesus who sent them and receives God who sent Jesus. And Jesus defines who the little ones are by calling them the thirsty ones. Thirsty disciples who will appreciate a refreshing cup of cold water on their mission journey. Rodney Newman has written a wonderful book that I commend to you called Journeys with Celtic Christians. He tells the story of working part-time in a a seminary um, publishing uh, a journal uh, for the seminary. And he worked in this office all all through his three years of seminary. And one afternoon, he said, I came into work and I was all upset about something. I can't remember what. And Nancy, the office manager, who I had many, many conversations with uh, about life in general, and who I felt comfortable venting my problems to, was there, and so I did. I gave her an earful. And after a few minutes, when I was done, I moved on and went into another room and started working on a project. After about 20 minutes, he said, I heard Nancy in her not-so-soft whispering voice say to Craig Dykstra, my professor, who was in charge of the publishing project for the seminary, you better go check on Rod. He's really mad. He shares that in the next couple of seconds, Dr. Dykstra walked in to where he was. He closed the door. He pulled up a chair directly across from Rod. He took off his sport coat and he draped it over the back of that chair. He sat down in that chair, looked Rod square in the eye and said, okay, Rod, what's up? What's going on? He said, I honestly don't remember any of the details after that. And he said, there's really no need to. But he said, in just a few seconds, with his simple actions, he let me know that there was no one and nothing else that was more important to him at that moment than me. Nothing else mattered. That's the message that I received. Rod says he created a space for him where he could change. 
he could change in ways that he needed to. Now that's offering a cup of cold water to somebody who really, really needs it. We all need people in our life who are willing and ready to do that for us. When's the last time someone did that for you? And when's the last time that you did that for someone else? You gave them your undivided attention without looking at your cell phone ever during that conversation. Or looking at the clock. Or thinking about what you had to do next on your agenda for the day. And perhaps how far behind you were on that agenda. We all need folks who care about us and make us feel as though we are the only person that matters. We're the only thing that matters at that moment in time. We all know that that gives us a whole new lease on life. A fresh start. Through the gifts, through the gifts and service of this church, we have opportunity after opportunity to reach out to others far beyond, far beyond Clarkston. Jesus said, just as you did it to one of the least of them, you did it to me. This church gets missions. It just does. It provides opportunities for us to give a cup of cold water to little ones, no matter what their age. Righteous mission trip for junior and senior high and adults are going to Columbus, Ohio this summer. Costa Rica mission trip for seniors in high school. The Henderson Settlement in Franks, Kentucky mission trip for college youth. The Flint Water Crisis, the Detroit Flood Recovery Project, and countless other opportunities that you know more about than I do. But we never know when we go how we'll be received. And you need to be ready for that. We have to be prepared to have people tell us they're not interested, get lost. Go away. I'm not sure about you. I'm skeptical about you. I'll never forget going on one of my first mission trips with a youth of a group of young people. Twenty of us descended upon this poor lady's home. And we were going to put a new roof on, we were going to put new windows in, we were going to fix her porch. I can't imagine letting twenty kids loose on my house. You think about that. That's an act of faith in itself. You think I might not have these feelings. Oh, I think you might. And yet some are very happy to just receive what is given them. While others receive it as a gift from God and tell you over and over again, 
right from the start. Oh, thank you, Jesus, that you're here. I am so grateful. I've been praying about this. And here you are. And I can't do this without you. you God has sent you. I mean, it, it goes on and on and on. There's nothing better that we do with our youth than missions, ever. We've all had reactions and responses to others trying to share something with us as well, have we not? That we were not prepared to receive. And we can think back about how we dealt with it. We've all had times when we could have said, We were not as Christ-like as we might have been. Or as Christ-like as we would have liked others to have been toward us. Had the shoe been on the other foot. But let's face it. We find it hard. Very hard to rely on others. It challenges our independence and our sense of pride. It's hard for us when we cannot offer what we believe we should be able to do for ourselves. Receiving graciously is tough. But it is a gift, I submit to you, equal to the gift being offered. Because it is Christ's presence that's being offered. It's the opportunity to be a blessing and to be blessed. I've always believed, because of my experience with missions, that giving is easier than receiving. And only when I am really, really ready to receive am I in any sense okay with it. I admit it. It's tough for me. I remember years ago, I was invited to Salt Lake City, Utah, to do a youth workshop at a national youth convention for the United Methodist Church. I was one of hundreds. The workshop I was leading was five miles from the hotel that we were staying in. We had thousands of kids there. And being a big city, it was a very safe city. And so they gave us all water bottles and said, just go and you'll be fine wherever you go in this city. And we did. They gave us water bottles, and about halfway there, mine was gone. And there was no place to refill that bottle. There was no place for refreshment along the way, given the path that I was told to take. And so I was just parched beyond. It was, a, it was August. And unlike August in Michigan, which can, we all know, be severe, August in Utah I thought was insufferable. I finally saw the church that I was to go to. I saw their huge sign. And when I reached for the front door, the door swung open before I could grab the doorknob. And this nice young man opened that door with one hand and with the other handed me a bottle of water and said, welcome, we're glad you're here and if you'd like, here's a chair for you to sit on. I was never so glad to see water in a chair in my life. (laughs) Dear me, I just have never obviously forgot it. I not only had reached my proper destination, 
but I was welcomed in a way that I did not expect and I was more than ready for it. And these words came into my head without thinking. It just popped into my head. Whoever gives a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of Jesus is my disciple. Yeah. For me, it's sharing that spirit of Christ with others that's key to really knowing who Christ is. Those experiences have always helped me believe that the little ones are the thirsty ones, the thirsty disciples, the people who are most ready to give and receive, those who are ready to serve and to learn and to grow. John Nelson, who is the founder of Kirkridge Retreat Center in Bangor, Pennsylvania, would remind us this morning that we lack courage rather than message. And what he really means by that is, is that Jesus made the Gospels pretty simple. The stories aren't difficult. The parables aren't difficult for the most part. They're pretty simple. But we lack the courage to carry them out. We understand the gospel stories just fine. Our task is to receive the message and to offer each other the message as Christ's presence for one another. And that's what I believe worship does for me week after week. It gives me courage and gratitude for my task that's ahead of me in the coming week. It offers me traveling blessings that I can offer to others and to recognize traveling blessings when they are offered to me. My wife sometimes says, as a guy, I sometimes miss that stuff. I don't deny that. I need to recognize it. There's an old Russian custom that before one begins a long journey, just before you leave, you sit in silence. And those who know me well know I don't sit in silence well either. But I practice. I encourage you to do the same. To think about the place you have been, the experience you've encountered, the people you have met, and give thanks for how they have changed you and remember them so that they go with you on your journey. May it be so this morning. May it always be so. Amen.